Hey, Mom and Dad, leave me alone. My computer's going to get a job tomorrow. (laughs) Today on Life Talks, we're talking work. And we're talking how AI is going to affect and impact work in the yeah. in the very near future, if not right now. It's interesting when when this you know the book I, I referenced in the very first episode, ten eighty four, that John Lennox writ, had wrote, written, and he references. I think I mentioned this how at a certain year this is going to take place. At a certain year, that, and we are far exceeding yeah. the speed of of what AI is possible. What is possible with AI, and so. We're we're in this frontier. There's a lot of frontiers, but the part of the frontier is how do we apply this to work? Yeah. How do we apply this to the the labor force? And there's everyone always thought, hey, there's this is going to be revolutionary, but I think we don't even understand what's being turned upside down right now. Yep. So again, we're talking work today. I'm Britt Nipper, Life Talks producer, sitting in with Pastor Ben Rudolph. Uh, Dan is out today. He's so on vacation. Pastor Dan, he's on vacation. Yeah. He's probably laying on a beach somewhere, not <laughs> thinking about work. I was going right? to say, that's, yeah, right. He's like, <laughs> when when is this over so I can get back? <laughs> um, so I, I found uh, in March, Goldman Sachs did um, did a report saying that uh, the equivalent of around 300 million jobs could be replaced by AI. Hmm. And a quarter of that could be right here in the U.S. And in turn, it could increase um, the total annual value of goods and services globally by about 7%. Hmm. So a lot of people are going to lose their jobs while things continue to rise in price. Yes. So that's what we're looking at at AI. Yeah. And and this is where we're getting into a lot of, you know, global market kind of, and it's really hard to, we want to keep things really simple. Um, we're not here to predict what's going to happen. Um, I, I would say that number one, humans have been incredibly adaptable to technology. Mm. So yeah, will there be, um, will there be job losses? Yes. I don't know if it will be the same amount as what people really think because I think I, what will happen is jobs will evolve. Yes, and newer jobs will yes. will come online. That's that, that's what happened. We know the whole idea of. I mean, think about the train industry. Okay, like that has yeah. been radically changed with technology, and it's still there's still uses for trains. It's just it's different, and we've adapted. I mean, but but this is it is interesting because you know you have played a little around with AI and, yeah. and graphic design over the last week, and and just share your experience with. Oh, it's, what, what it's fascinating. Photoshop has a new beta out, mm-hmm. um, and you you type in what you want. It, it used to take hours upon hours for a graphic design artist to say, hey, I want this sunset to have a bird flying by. So yeah. you have to go find yeah. a picture of a bird, and you have to yeah. pixel by pixel cut it out, bring it over, paste it in, make sure the edges are smoothed out, make it look nice. Now you literally highlight the spot that you want on the picture you have and type in blue bird. And within seconds, a bluebird pops into your picture. Yeah, perfectly designed. There, yeah, and there's a new trend going on with memes and also with album covers. Where mm. so what you can do is you can artificially stretch out the picture, uh, the amount of space you want around the picture, and it's this white border that's around the picture, and it's called generative fill. And you click a button, and AI fills in what it thinks is supposed to be around it. So people mm. have taken like the Beatles Abbey Road album cover, yeah. where it's just the street and the the, yeah. the crosswalk, and now you see this entire city behind it. Yeah. Or there's an album cover. Um, I saw Katy Perry. She's mm-hmm. laying on what looks like maybe a fur rug or something mm-hmm. like that, but somebody stretched it out, and it's just her laying on this giant cat <laughs> that AI thought she was laying on. <laughs> so you can do it with all kinds of things. I took a yeah. picture of of my family at an aquarium and stretched yeah. the picture out, and now there's this yeah. massive, beautiful aquarium behind there's it. Sharks that didn't swimming exist. behind yeah. it. It's it, and so those are the kinds of things when you see that you you know my instant reaction is oh well graphic 
graphic artist is going to go out of business, yeah. right? And I heard somebody, and I, I know I've told you this before, I heard someone say the other day that, that AI is not going to put people out of a job. AI is going to put people who don't know how to use AI out of a job. I think, and just like the internet did. Yeah. Just like, yeah. you know, um, Microsoft and, and, and yeah, Windows. You've got to leverage the tools. Right. Like, like you could still go to an accountant that uses, you know, a calculator and punching in numbers, <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? You want someone who knows how to use Excel. Yeah. Like there's, you can do things the old way, but I do think that the idea of adapting and the, you know, modifying our work behavior, I really think that's what's going to happen. You're going to, will there be less you probably might not need as many graphic artists because mm-hmm. what if, but you need graphic artists that know how to use the AI. Yeah. And I think that's what we're saying is there will be some level of disruption. I don't think we're going to need universal basic income that some of these people said, well, if machines are taking over, because at some level, we as humans were made to work, mm-hmm. right? Like that's that goes back to, if we go all the way back to the Garden of Eden, we see this, uh, a lot of people have a false view of work and when they see you know, God telling Adam after the fall, hey, I'm going to, the ground is now cursed and now it's by the sweat of your brow. A it lot sounds of, like a punishment. Yeah, it sounds like yeah. a punishment. Well, here's what God is saying. Work is work was always sacred. Work was present in the Garden of Eden because he says, hey, I want you to be fruitful, multiply. I want you to manage, right, mm-hmm. the garden. So there's some level of work that Adam was already going to do. It just means that his work was going to get harder. It was meant it was gonna be more unpredictable. It meant that he was going to have, you know, hard seasons. And and so with technology, what we've seen is man pushing against that repercussion of mm-hmm. the fall. Just like we talked about with transhumanism, what technology tries to do many times is reverse the effects of the curse that God brought on humanity. And we know that we can never get away from that, but Work is something that is good because God expected man to work pr- prior to the fall. And I mean, would you also consider the six days God created? Every, right. He worked for he six worked. days and then yeah. rested on the... Yeah. So so the whole idea is work is sacred. I don't yeah. think we should ever get to the point where like, I just can't wait till I just wake up and I have my machines do all my work for me. I don't <laughs> think that's... Even if we get to that point, there will be a giant void in people's hearts and lives. I was having this conversation with my well, my boys the other day when we were talking about this, that we were we were part of the image of God in us is this idea of we want to create, Mm -hmm. we want to produce, we want to build. There's something good about that. And no matter what machines do, there will be something inside of all of us that say, no, I'm going to do this. I want to build it with my own hands. I want to create that song with my own brain, right? Yeah. There's a sense of pride and accomplishment in finishing a job as well, doing the work. Like even me playing with the AI, you know, we sat around and laughed with my kids because we changed their faces and all this other stuff. But at the end of the day, I didn't do that. Right. A computer that, you know, (laughs) like I just, it was just, it was fun in the moment. So there, there wasn't a level of like, Hey, look at this picture I created. Yeah, It came out of nowhere. No, it didn't. It was something else. So I think we have to, if we're going to take a step back, we, we need to, Say, all right, if the technology is coming in, I need to learn how to adapt. And that, based on your field, I don't know what that looks like, mm-hmm. right? Um, but what we've got to do, if you have, if you're working in a field where AI technology is going to be advancing, my encouragement to you is figure it out. Yeah, like really get ahead of the curve and say, what what will this do? How can I leverage what AI does? so that I can be more productive. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and be prepared when you learn it to learn something new the next day. Yes. And then the next, like it's moving that quick. Because work, I want to go back to work is sacred. Work is something that we are designed to do. What my fear is with AI is that, and you see it being done now, we've we've danced around this issue with Dan and I, we've had conversations, but 
we can now write papers with mm-hmm. chat GPT. Mm-hmm. Like so many kids in high school and college are beginning to say, I need a three-page paper, Turabian style on XYZ. And within seconds, it will produce something that it looks like you've you've done. Now you gotta make sure you do your research because I I heard something like 80% of the time they will make quotes of books or authors that do not exist, <laughs> which is weird. Yeah, that's where's it? Uh, yeah, how's it coming up with that? Where, how, where's it coming up with it? Is it some other false? It's finding it somewhere on yeah. the internet. Yeah. So you have to, you really have to, but but as Dan's mentioned, we the technology can keep up with AI. So there is something about work that, if there's a if there's responsibilities and things that you need to do that you're letting AI do it for you, I don't think that honors God. Mm. Like they they might think, oh, this is this is just makes life. Com- I have more free time to do what I really want. No, it, if you have a responsibility to do something, then you need to you need to exercise your own gifts and abilities to accomplish that which you are responsible for. Mm-hmm. And so there's this fine line of okay, how do I leverage AI? To help me get my work done, but if I'm not going to let, I'm not going to let machines do my work. Yeah, I think that's it. We're being, it's a very dangerous thing when we stop using our God-given gifts and abilities. Our our brain is a muscle. I can't remember how many episodes we talked about. You know, Dan and I were kind of joking around how I will not use AI to prepare for a sermon, and part of it is. I don't want to get lazy enough so that I shut off parts of my brain of thinking and, and critical processing and imagining and wondering and studying. I want to keep exercising that because I want to know. I want it to be real to me. Okay. Even going back to school, I'm I could write paper. I know I could put in the prompts from the professor and say, I want the I want yeah. an eight-page paper with this on it. And I know I could probably get it. But but like in an in an academic setting, you're not doing what the goal is there of, of actually learning the material. That's it. And doing the research. Yes. And doing, I mean, it's it's akin to copying off your neighbor's paper and yes. changing a few words. Exactly. Right? Like like at the end of the day, what's the purpose of school? To learn. Yeah. It's not to get an A. And I think if you're a young person, either you're listening to this right now and you're in school, the goal of school is not to get an A. The goal of school is for you to learn something. Mm-hmm. So when I talk to my my children about this, I tell them, listen, you go to school to learn. I don't, if you get a, a, obviously I want them to do their best, but at the end of the day, the reason why I do all the reading that my professor tells me to do, the reason, the reason I read, I, I do all the work I'm supposed to is because at the end of the day, I want to know. I want to be able to be an expert in this field. And if I don't do the work, I might get straight A's, but what scares me is what will happen to a generation of young people who go through mm-hmm. school and education who leverage artificial intelligence to write all their papers. I mean, there might be a day where, you know, you're you're supposed to sit across the table from a professional and they've they haven't done one <laughs> lick of work <laughs> yeah. because this AI has created all their papers, all their assignments, and they've just coasted through. School, they have the degree, they have the grades, but they know nothing. But what would you say, to play a little devil's avocado here, um, <laughs> what would you say to someone who uh, their their pushback would be, they learned how to leverage AI, 
And AI is going to be what drives the rest of their life. So they've learned how to use it to get through what they need to get through. Would yeah. that would that not be part of a learning experience yeah. for this new culture? It, what you're learning, you're you're simply you're, you're you're the person at the toll booth that's collecting the money. What when I mean, and I'm not I'm not trying to diminish. Like okay, like <laughs> if you're a toll collector <laughs> listening right if now, if you're a toll collector, <laughs> I praise God. Email. I praise God for for your gift <laughs> to receive and give money, but. What you're that's not a reflection of the fullness of your giftings. That that's what I would say. You are simply someone who's taking information from one thing and dispensing. You're just a middle. You're you're a middle mm. person that can mm-hmm. be replaced at a moment's notice. Yeah. You want to be someone that, if you really believe that work is sacred, that God has created you for for a purpose here on this earth that to to do something right. It's and this is this is more than just. You know, we talk about purpose a lot, the, the God's God's given purpose to glorify him, but he's given us all gifts and abilities that reflect this image. One of the most beautiful um, words in the Bible that reflect this is the word poema, and it's the verse, Ephesians 2, verse 10, right after, for by grace are you saved through faith, um, it is not of works, um, lest any man should boast. The idea that we are obviously saved by faith, not by our works. And then verse 10 says this, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. That word workmanship is the Greek word poema, which means a unique creation by the divine. Hmm. It's where we get the word poem from. And the idea of when Paul says we are his workmanship, what God, what he is saying is all of us have been created. We might not be saved uh, from our good works, but we were created for good works. We were created to do something to bring glory to God. We were created to do something to to reflect His this image of God in creation, to build, to create, to write. Um, and so whatever that reflection is, whatever that poema is, you have a very different poema than I do. Mm-hmm. Like the what you're get your artistic mind, the way you see things, um, you were created for that. If, I mean, you probably could get up there and teach and preach <laughs> if, if you, you want. If, if you, Chat GPT if wrote Chat, it, <laughs> but, I could present but, it. But yeah. on a Sunday morning, when you're in the production room, you're 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 doing things out of your giftings and callings. When I'm up front and speaking, I'm doing it out of my gifting and calling. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, we we go home and we exhale. <sighs> that was a good day, not because. Look what I did, but we were in, we were reflecting God's gifting, God's poema in us. And when you introduce technology in such a way that that stunts that or distorts that, I think you're gonna have a lot of people that are longing for what's my purpose here? Mm-hmm. And and what I what I fear is kids that don't learn how to discover their poema, that don't discover what am I here for? What's my gifting? What's my abilities? And they just use AI to accomplish all the work, what's going to happen is they're going to say, well, I'm just going to be here to, I'm here to party. I'm here to, for, they're going to pursue pleasure because- Yeah, there's more time for pleasure. There's more work. time for pleasure. Yeah. I'm 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 living here to just simply eat and drink for tomorrow I die, right? The Epicurean mm-hmm. philosophy uh, that was around, it's, it's still around today. But I, I think that is the issue that we got to be careful about what AI can do. And if it, again, goes back to, the image of God, pushing back against the curse, um, 
yeah, use it in a way that helps your creativity, mm-hmm. can produce what you want it to do, but don't let it substitute what God's created you to do. I think it also eliminates some communion with God as well. Mm. You know, especially you talking about preparing a sermon or me doing the work that I'm doing. I mean, there are moments as a as a believer living with a Christian worldview where yeah. you do get stuck on a problem or, yes. you know, I see you walking the parking lot all the time. I'll take a walk <laughs> once in a while if I'm editing or working yeah. on something. Yeah. It's like, I ju- I'm stuck. Yes. I'm stuck. So let me just yes. go take a moment, yes. even pray about it if I need to. Yes. But if AI is instantly doing it, why do I need to, not that God's going to intervene and edit the video for me, or not that he's going <laughs> to do the work for me. I'm not saying that by any stretch of imagination, but I do think that having that communion with God and using the brain that he yes. gave us, that's eliminated when you just type something into a computer Absol- and it's done. That's a great point. You're missing out on those God aha moments. Mm-hmm. Like there are moments when I'm studying the the Bible for the for this week's sermon, and I will be stuck, not with, you know, be like, okay, how do I... What's the one singular thought? You know, how do I boil this down? And immediately God will give me a thought. He'll give me an illustrate, whatever. And when those moments happen, those aha light bulb moments, I know come from God. Mm-hmm. You're like, you feel this sense of partnering. Yeah. That you're, you want to feel like you're partnering with God in your work. And it's not just, it's not just the sacred work at church. It's the, um, you know, Martin Luther said, if, if, you know, if you're a, a, a shoe cobbler, Make the best shoes in the world for the glory of God. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it doesn't mean you write John three sixteen on <laughs> on the on the soles of the of the yeah, shoes. Exactly. It means a Christian shoemaker makes the very best shoes in the world because that's a reflection of the glory of God. Yeah. And so I wish that's the way this world worked. I, I wish Christians thought like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. That we are that my work is a reflection of God's glory. So whether I am a teacher, whether I am a I'm working at a bank, whether I'm you know, a blue collar manufacturing, no, no matter wh- whether I'm a salesman, um, no matter what that is, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do the best job. I'm going to do the best thing I can possibly do, not for my own glory, not so that my bank account's better, but because I want people to see God in me. Mm. And and that's the that's what the Imago Day does. The Christians that are fully aware of the work of God in their life and the partnering with God say, I want to be the best salesman today, not because I want the best bonus check at the end of the month, but because I want to do this for God. If Jesus was in my role, how do I love people? How do I care for them? How do I do the best job? Mm, that's good. You know, how do I serve them? That is, that's what we we're missing. And I think Christians that think like that, that's when we bring this idea of, of God in the marketplace. Yeah. It doesn't mean we write John 3.16 on everything. It means we do the best work we possibly can do. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's a good segue as we're running out of time quickly, talking about God's work in us. Mm. And as I was saying earlier, AI has made things almost instantaneous. Yeah. You know, you type it in there, it's done. How does that How does that work with the way God, we see or we want God to work oh, in our lives? I think that, you know, I had this thought right before this episode, because we basically talked about the meat of the episode, mm-hmm. but I thought, you know, one of the dangers of technology is this fast, easy, convenient, um, th- these are the waters we're swimming in. Everything, well, we want to be faster, easier, mm-hmm. more convenient, everything. And if it's not, we get upset. When when we're swimming in those waters culturally for, that's how we think, that's how we work, That's that's the purpose of everything. What the danger is when we try to apply that to our own sanctification, we're going to be in trouble. Mm-hmm. God does not always want what's fast, easy, and convenient. 
if you think about even Jesus's life, Jesus, the Son of God, was literally no-name, everyday, average laborer, manual laborer, for 30 years. Can you imagine that? Mm. Can you imagine knowing what you know? We would have gone crazy. <laughs> I mean, like we would like, but for 30 years, he was, th- this is one of the things I've appreciated. There's this one moment in the, in the show, The Chosen. And again, you can like or dislike parts of The Chosen, whatever. But there's this one part where Peter, he's like impatient. When are we going to, you know, when's this going to happen? How soon? How soon? And, and Jesus has this conversation with, he goes, hmm, soon. That's an interesting word. Hmm. And the whole idea is we think you know, the timing we want, God, I want you to fix this problem in my life. I want you to produce this work in my life. I want you, you know, we, when we're used to going to AI and saying, you know, give me, produce this for me, instantaneous, in seconds. Can God do that? Can God work in seconds? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. God can work in moments instantaneously. But what I've experienced, what you've experienced, what we've all experienced is God is not, God is not in a hurry to produce Christ in us. That is a lifelong process. As it says, he transforms us from one degree of glory to the next, one episode from the next, one circumstance to the next. And we have to be patient to say, God, as you work your work out, as I'm working out my salvation, you're working in me. Hmm. Your work in me sometimes takes years. It takes decades. And we've got to learn how to, again, that partnering with God to say, I'm I'm going to wait on the Lord for you to do this. So one of the dangers of AI doesn't it's not just I'm I'm stunting my own my own poema, but if I bring that into my own sanctification, I will get really frustrated with God and God's going to be like, "No, nah, that's not how I work." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we are out of time. That went by so in, fast. In an instant, as so quick fast. as AI works. Um, <laughs> no, I really enjoyed this conversation, just kind of talking about where AI is headed. It's mm. here to stay. Yeah. It's only going to grow more and more and more. So get used to it, embrace it, but don't let it replace the work that you do in your yeah. life and more so the work that you do as an image bearer of God. Right. Because we as believers, as we said earlier, should be the ones creating the best, doing the best, mm. not because we're the best, but because we're reflecting who God is and God's right. image in our lives. That's good. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Life Talks. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to Life Talks. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss a new episode. Share this podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to let your friends and family know about Life Talks. We'd love to hear from you as well, so leave a comment and let us know your thoughts on this episode or any other topics we've discussed. As a ministry of Life Fellowship in Cornelius, North Carolina. For more information on Life Talks or Life Fellowship, visit lifecharlotte.com or you can find us on Facebook at Life Fellowship Charlotte.